Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sanjo Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sanjo Gall. Hello and uh, welcome to the segment on CTN. To learn more, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. And we have a very interesting topic today that we're going to discuss. The topic is handling dark data perils. And we have with me Prasenjit Sengupta, who's the Chief Digital Officer with the Thermax Group. Hey, Prasenjit, how are you? I am fine. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining us here. So the, the fact that we have dark data as the topic, which, of course, I'd like to give a, a background. Essentially, we talk about dark data, about the information. It's about the information we are collecting but not using. And it stays. It stays, obviously, in front of us, but also in those dark crevices of the organization. And it is causing, as we speak today, uh, leakage to the proprietary knowledge, it can cause reputational damage. It could create compliance-related challenges and, of course, costs related to what you would have similar to any other legacy applications and systems and data. There's so much that is banking on making sure that we use our data right, but dark data exists and there is not much being done, or at least there's not a formal program in many cases. So why is it, what can we do to make sure it doesn't cause us damage or cause us leakage? That's why we are talking. So the first question for you, Prasenjit, is we have these many risks. I mentioned about security, reputational, and financial risks. And we have a very fast-changing environment. And yes, we would like to have a full control on everything possible, but it's sometimes not practical. So are we considering dark data as just a nuisance and kind of living with it, and that's why it is, it is called dark data, or it is going to at some point become and will be treated as a real threat? Uh, you see, today we face the problem of plenty. Uh, data collection and data storage have become much easier than before, uh, not to mention that the fact that they have become very cheap as well. Uh, in fact, if I quote uh, the statistics, they say that data storage costs uh, have steadily declined over the years at approximately 40% year-on-year over the last couple of decades. So infrastructure, which was actually a significant portion of the CIO's budget earlier, is being rounded off as small change today. This is resulting in everybody trying to assimilate data about everything. There is data from systems, data from products, data from things, uh, and of course not to forget the data from the social media. But the issue is that we have not yet matched the speed of data assimilation with the data of, uh, with the speed of the data analysis. Our ways of work, our culture, our tendency to still stick to old models of reviews and governance create a very difficult environment of change, which is very necessary to break out uh, into those hard-headed data-only business decisions. Uh, more so, I would say that it is very difficult for older organizations compared to the new internet-ready organizations like the Unicorns. Uh, so there is loads of data already started to become a nuisance, and it has become, started to become a nuisance not now, but already some years ago. There's unnecessary information lying across. 
It is getting created in shared folders uh, as documents, as pictures, videos. Uh, they are all getting created and we see that it is not being referred to. Uh, there are versions upon versions getting created. Uh, I think there is an utopian notion that maybe all the versions will come in handy at some point in, in, in a future date, either for uh, self-reference or even for handing over to the next person in line. But from my previous experience in the organization, I have found that less than 10% of all the stored data is ever accessed. So that's really a very, very small amount of the data that we are actually storing uh, across shared folders and making it accessible to people. But now the nuisance really has turned into a threat. Uh, one, I would say that the seemingly endless stream of data cannot all be categorized or constrained to selected groups. So they are getting spread all across. Number two, the usage of such data, again, it cannot be restricted inside the organization or outside. So there are data which is in all different kinds of formats, whether it is video, audio, written documents, everything. And, and with the proliferation of data across all departments and all people, I mean, it can, uh, there can never be any uh, hold on to whether that data is going to be used inside the organization or outside. In fact, um, with this uh, tendency of the people to go social nowadays, we find that there is a much higher proliferation of data to the outside world. And many times it has been done by people who are both unaware of the context as well as the repercussions of such an action. So I would say that this useless data is now becoming a source of business weakness, embarrassment, as well as sometimes also a kind of a political blunder. And uh, so I would say, yes, it is no longer a nuisance, but it is turning uh, very fast into a real threat. So that is a great explanation, Prasenjit, about how this earlier was thought as benign is becoming a threat. One is that it is becoming one and you and I can analyze it. But are the organizations and their stakeholders really heeding the advice and doing something about it? Or we are going to see another decade of people saying, oh, I don't have the time to deal with this dark data. And they would try to work on the more new and shiny things or some things which are very obvious threats. And this is going to come and bite them big time. I would say that uh, even though there is an understanding within the organizations that there's a lot of data which is lying unused and uh, there might be a potential threat. Uh, however, I see that the organizations are not taking active steps. Um, the way the budgets are getting sanctioned to, let us say, infrastructure upgrades or the new areas like digitalization. In fact, I am also let us say, one of the culprits being the head of digital and having a mandate to digitally orient the organization, my budgets are more tuned towards, uh, uh, you know, digitally uh, automating the organization rather than securing the data which is lying all across. Uh, however, I think that it is very important that we need to think about these angles uh, as much as possible, because uh, if not sooner but later, we are going to uh, come across a situation when uh, all this data is going to come, really come back and start biting us the wrong way. Uh, so I think it is important, it is urgent, 
But unfortunately, the organizations are not really laying uh, good, solid money uh, for these uh, preventions. So let's talk about the personally identifiable data and other type of data which may be covered under some sort of a regulation or a mandate. And that type of data is sitting in the pile of the data we are collecting and perhaps not using. That's why we are giving that that term of dark data, which is going to have exposure. But ignorance is not bliss when it comes to regulatory and compliance related things. So are people not even looking at such things where they could pay heavy penalties and just trying to say if some nobody has seen it, that means it is not under the purview of compliance. And that's why they are letting it sit as is. Uh, yes, to a large extent, uh, that is that is the reason. Uh, you know, convincing the management to spend on data management is exactly like convincing them to spend money on disaster recovery setups or, let us say, information security systems. The success of these platforms is actually evident when nothing happens. Or, let us say, when basically, uh, if there is a negative impact or a threat or a hack that happens into the into the organization and there is a lot of data or a lot of reputational loss that happens, that is the time when the management wakes up. However, the success of these platforms uh, is not really evident on a day-to-day basis. Uh, in the normal running scenarios, these spends are not appreciated and repeatedly the discussions maneuver towards the probability ratios or the percentages of them happening. So what I would say is a good way of winning such a debate is to prepare oneself with the notional monetary losses which accompany such hypothetical cases in case, let us say, there is a hack or a breach. On top, it is also prudent to be well-versed with instances that have happened across industries and also the globe. Uh, Also, I would say that increasingly the penalties for not following good governance practices of doing businesses are also multiplying. Hence, it might be a good idea to link the need of data protection or data management uh, with the uh, general risks and controls and the segregation of duties and other likewise statutory norms and principles to govern the business environment. So what you've given is the recommendation, right, of, of this is what we should do. But is that happening? And if not, to what degree is it happening and what's missing? Uh, so let me let me say that today, uh, any organization which is using a good ERP for uh, doing their operational transactions and storing the data is in a much better position than the companies who are not using a defined ERP system. Uh, because when we are using ERP, we are collecting the data within the defined systems of records. And then there is a very high possibility after capturing those data to categorize and also to uh, uh, properly sensorize it before storing the data. So if you are to look at the next element that we should look at is the sensitive information. We spoke about the compliance and regulatory related data which may be sitting there and we have not bothered in many cases to go after it. But then there are certain other things which have a direct impact on our top line and bottom line, which could be the kind of business practices and workflows which are very unique to us, which give us the competitive advantage 
or our system-related data that we have created, some analysis we have done on what our customers like to buy, etc. Or there could be some partnership agreements that we have created which have given us the competitive advantage. There, I could just go on and on on the type of things we're talking here. But even those could be sitting in this dark data, the, the pool of dark data that we have. What are we doing knowing that we could be sitting on it and this could cause us a whole lot of damage? Or if you uncover that and further mine it, you could further enhance your competitive advantage. So it's not just about losses. It's also about gains that are just sitting there waiting to be mined. What are we doing to get them out from that dark data and actually make some use of them? Okay. Uh, so uh, let me first start talking about the dark data and how the data which is lying all across and is not being used. Um, so what I would say is um, I, I fully agree with your question, uh, with, with, with your the points that you mentioned. Uh, there's a lot of important and sensitive data which is lying all across. And m many of these data is actually comprising of com uh, data which relates to competitive advantage, uh, as well as maybe business, uh, business practices, partnership agreements, and many other things. Um, my answer to that will again relate to what I was talking to you about in the previous question related to the regulation uh, and, and the financial liability part. Uh, because the, the sure shot way of ensuring that the sensitive business information and documents do not land at the wrong place is to wrap them up under a GRC or a segregation of duties hierarchy. Hence, all the hard documents which are pertaining to these business processes or, or even the marketing unique selling propositions, the supplier and customer contracts, all should be converted into electric forms and they should be embedded under the related transactional and operational systems. Uh, once this is done, then the access can be restricted. For example, printouts of all strategic documents or business review trends should be completely avoided. In their place, a much more secure way of, is to do it online and do online reviews with the business intelligent dashboards and other systems. Similarly, rather than circulating hard copies of documents, or even, I would say, going to the extent of emailing soft copies of documents, it is always a much preferred approach to use online team share mechanisms where uh, multiple people from multiple geographies can come together, they can read, they can contribute, and then they can play an active part. Instead of uh, sending documents and emails and other content um, all across uh, to multiple people and multiple teams, uh, these are some of the ways in which we are uh, trying to actively uh, tone down the or reduce the dark data concepts in our organization. And uh, pretty much we have also put in a restrictive practice uh, not to share documents uh, openly uh, to, to all and sundry. Uh, having said that, uh, as I mentioned that today there is a data is getting collected and it becomes very important to start analyzing them. Uh, unfortunately, it is also before we start analyzing them and really start using the data to our advantage, we need to start segregating and categorizing them. And uh, that is one area where uh, I would say that that is an area where most of the organizations are uh, not doing, let me say, uh, optimum job. There, uh, 
when it starts with the data aggregation and segregation, uh, it starts off well for a couple of months. But over the years, again, it loses steam and people go back to their old approaches uh, of creating documents, sharing documents, not marking documents in the proper manner, and them lying all across and getting shared all, uh, at, at all different places. Uh, so um, I would say that, uh, you know, using, using these systems, again, going back to the ERPs, and other such systems which have got a very strong hierarchy of uh, segregation of duties as well as risks, risks and controls embedded into them is uh, very important for organizations to embrace uh, so that these competitive advantages and uh, the documents are safeguarded. So uh, what, what you are sharing, of course, is, is a best practice. So on the ground, one is, of course, we can, you know, throughout the show, look at the opportunities that are there, which are waiting. And I know we are talking about the perils which we are already facing. What has been tried and what has worked in this regard? So you, you said we should do this and, and suggested some best practices. When we tried to accommodate those or try to implement those, what were the challenges or what are the challenges we are facing because of which we are not truly making the desired level of headway in this situation? I talked about a couple of areas of best practices. Number one, I talked about using business intelligence uh, systems for normal governance and reviews. The reason why many of the organizations go back again and again to the documents and the printed reports and, uh, uh, let us say, the uh, governance uh, chart is because uh, there are a lot of tweaks that happen during the uh, presentation. Uh, people are still comfortable in uh, painting the data in their own formats rather than using the base data of the analysis and the algorithm. Uh, that might be done for suiting one's purposes, of course, but it is also, I think, because of the long-standing culture in the companies. People are much more used to looking at PowerPoint presentations and charts which are being created by people rather than online systems and uh, having reviews around that. So that is one area where, uh, as I mentioned, best practice might be to use a BI system, but people are going back into the presentations. Second is I mentioned that it is uh, very important to start uh, sharing documents uh, uh, through common uh, share mechanisms within the teams, like team share and other, other such things. Uh, however, again, we have become so used to sending emails, sending documents, printing documents, sending hard copies to uh, multiple people, even in meetings. It becomes customary, for example, for people to bring four or five copies of the same presentations and the documents and circulating it to the people, that there is basically not only sheer wastage of resources, but there is a very high probability that those same documents are going to be um, uh, uh, you know, used and passed on into the outer world. So I think what is stopping us is our, the way we have been working so far, what is stopping us is our innate culture of maybe tweaking the data that we want to show and represent or discuss. And uh, I think that is where most of these uh, 
processes or most of these best practices are not really taking shape when it comes down to reality. So if I were to ask you about the different places where we have attempted such things, and you mentioned about the BI, but people keep going back, are there any strategies that have truly worked to get over this? Because a year from now, if I wanted to talk about dark data, I hope I would not have to ask questions of this type where we're saying, why are we still stuck? Do you see a silver lining in the cloud or or we are going to be doomed a year from now as well? Uh, I wouldn't say we'll be doomed a year from now, of course. Uh, But the way, I mean, uh, just to give you examples, I mean, the bigger the companies, the bigger the possibility of them getting hacked. Um, I have worked in Tata Motors in the past. I've worked in Volkswagen in the past. And I've seen multiple cases where hacking attempts are made on a daily basis for these companies. And it is very important that we start securing our data. Of course, we have got very good firewalls and all those things are there to prevent any hacking uh, from the outside world. But what I am really talking about, or rather uh, I would like to talk about in this dark data, is data which is getting produced internally or getting collected and it is in the hands of the employees or in, even in the hands of the various stakeholders, like the customers, the suppliers, and everybody else, but which is getting indiscriminately passed all around, um, not by intention, of course, but also uh, because of a lack of the knowledge that uh, how severely the reputation damage or the competitive advantage might be lost. And uh, so I would say that uh, even though at the top management there is an understanding and an awareness that there is a data that needs to be, uh, uh, let us say, protected, um, the only way, again, maybe I will come back, is to have these uh, systems to document the operations and the data rather than it getting created in then be passed on. For example, documents, Excel sheets, presentations, all these things we are very, very familiar now over the last 10, 15, 20 years. We cannot imagine a world, we cannot imagine a day in office without working on these. But unfortunately, these are the very sources through which data is getting percolated everywhere. Um, so I would say that uh, organizations are moving towards it. Of course, I will not say that Everybody is doomed, uh, but yes, I think we all need to become more and more aware of not using such documents, uh, at least use them for and lesser and use systems more. That would be the only way out of this predicament uh, that we got today. Now, anything which we want to change requires some sort of ownership. And dark data is is coming from all over the place, or maybe it's sitting all over the place. And we say that it is not IT's job to own the data. It should be, you know, embedded in the business or the ownership or stewardship should be with the business. Who is going to rally these folks or who is going to assign or have them recognize the responsibility so they at least start taking ownership and then eventually will make this all possible or discovery and making use of dark data. And then if you do it, that means the dark data is no longer dark data. But to make that happen, you have to have first someone take ownership and someone to lead the charge to say, folks, let's get together to tackle this problem. 
where are we with that? What is the kind of organizational structure that we need to have and the ownership and responsibility before we can really tackle this dark data problem effectively? So let's talk more about this when we come back. Please stay tuned, listeners. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjog Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, Prasenjit, we did speak a whole lot about the different challenges, why people don't tackle dark data effectively. Let's get into the solutioning on how do we crack this problem. And anytime when you have such a thing which is pervasive throughout the organization, and you got people junior and senior equally clueless in many cases or not willing to lead the charge, how do you get people to come together? Who becomes the Pied Piper? Who assigns or makes people understand the responsibility and help them take ownership? How should someone work on this? This does not have a straight answer. This question also evokes a lot of debate. My personal view is that the owner is neither the IT department nor the user department by themselves. It requires a tandem to be played. The IT, the IT team needs to put the technology stack together to ensure that the data is being collected securely, it is being analyzed inside the business systems, and it is being scrapped at regular intervals. The IT team also needs to ensure that systems and mechanisms are in place to cater to the, the GRC and the conflict, uh, the, uh, the segregation of duty conflict requirements. The play of the user department comes in using these systems that have been laid out. The user department, including the managers of each department, need to ensure that adequate training of the systems and the usage or the labeling needs, etc., are done for this model the entire training is done properly. The user departments also need to ensure that the proper uh, the segregation and the hierarchies are being followed, and all the, uh, all, and all the employees who are using the system uh, are catering and they are adhering to these hierarchies as far as possible. So uh, this, the, the solution to this uh, does not lie with one department or the other. And hence, it is the responsibility of the management or the apex management body of any company to take a decision. Uh, to give you an example of how we are catering and how we are handling in our current organization, uh, so this entire topic has been debated and thrashed out. And the ownership of this uh, has been uh, is collectively with the entire apex management team, including myself. However, we need to have one, let us say, one neck to hang. 
and uh, that is the person and i have been uh, since i am responsible for the data and uh, i am also responsible for the usage of the data and the analysis the lead for this role has been made and i, I have become the lead for this role however uh, we have what we have done is we have created a rasi matrix with responsibilities and the ownerships and the accountability very properly defined and as i mentioned the responsibility of the technology teams is to is going to be to provide the necessary systems and the necessary hierarchies within the systems and the role of the user departments are going to be that they are going to be followed uh, in a diligent manner uh, of course uh, we will not know whether all the user, all all the systems are being used properly or not so what we have also agreed is that from time to time we will have multiple training sessions for the end user as well as we will have an uh, let us say the internal audit play a role in seeing whether the rules and the regulations are being followed uh, as per defined policies so what we are hoping is that uh, with this kind of a mixture of responsibilities and the ownership uh, we should be making a good headway into the future so basically based on what your response is if i were to consider this as a playbook right a playbook for dealing with dark data you are recommending that we go ahead and build a steering committee of sorts which has got representatives from different departments we first deliberate on seeing what's the value or what type of data which we should uncover and mine build a business case around it then we get our respective staff brought up to speed on what we are up to build some processes get the managers involved do some training and that's when we will start seeing some some progress in this space so it's not like a 100% clear playbook but at least these are first few steps you're recommending one should take on to to tackle dark uh, dark data type problems am i correct yeah you are absolutely right and uh, this entire topic has to be led from the top and uh, there has to be guiding policies and frameworks that needs to be defined and uh, also we should not forget that uh, the technology and the systems are going to play a very important role so before even we delve into this topic it is very important that we do an analysis of all the systems that we are having we should analyze all the gaps in those systems we should analyze how we can make them more secure and only after that we should put up those policies and procedures and go about the uh, training of the people uh, exactly what are the pitfalls of not doing it and uh, in that manner can take it forward step by step so you of course as part of the playbook did mention that we the 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 whole agenda or the whole initiative should be driven by the top and we did talk earlier in the show that the people at the top if they start looking at this as a regular governance or compliance not a compliance but a more a governance or an overhead then they are not the most thrilled people so how do you get them at the top to even agree to sit in the meetings work with you champion it and of course this is require funding whether you do analysis or you do further mining all of that takes funding how do you get them to agree in the first place to even get this started what have you seen being successful uh, 
again, no easy answers here. Uh, because the top management will also have the CFOs uh, questioning every single spend of dollar. Right. Uh, however, I think what helps are instances where uh, there have been such data leakages in the past. Uh, there are lots and lots of instances and stories that abound. Uh, I think it is very important that we need to understand and we need to talk about the data that the entire, the, the, all the data across all the systems and the departments that are getting collected, uh, it needs to be painted in the proper way. It needs to be, the management needs to be shown. The kind of data which is getting collected, there has to be fact-based analysis that needs to be discussed. For example, from one particular department in a particular month or in a particular year, the amount of data that has got collected, the amount of space it is, uh, uh, it, it is uh, taking up, the amount of analysis which has been done or could not be done because the data has not been categorized properly. To show basically by maybe there are there are lots of tools, for example, uh, that that show that the the porousness of the various systems. For example, if I if I give you an example of uh, uh, that we are using, uh, in the, or uh, rather I have used in the past, there are multiple instances when we have found that the maker and the checker are the same person. So these are some of some of the hard facts that can be uncovered by doing an analysis of the system and the analysis of the data that is getting collected. And once the data is presented in the proper way and showcased that these are the reputational or these are the competitive risks that, that the company is facing because of uh, all this uh, data that is, that is getting collected and lying, let us say, unused in areas which can be accessed by uh, anybody and everybody, and it can go into the outside world, I think the management does take notice. Uh, also, uh, what I would like to say is nowadays, uh, there is a lot of stress which is also being put by, uh, uh, let us say, the auditors and the government agencies, good government practices. And when we talk about these, uh, the, the way the government needs to be done, the, the way the data needs to be protected, uh, there is already a huge discussion and debate about the GDPR in Europe. Uh, so all this has also aroused the topic in the minds of the management. So I think the, whereas this topic would have been extremely difficult to navigate, maybe let us say a decade earlier, it may not be such a big task to convince the top management. What it needs is information. What it needs is the analysis of all the data that is getting collected, where they are kept, how they are being used or not being used, lying idle, etc. And I think that should be a good enough way to start the discussions with the management and to convince them to start spending on this area. So I have this one last question I would ask you, because, of course, this is a topic we can talk all day, trying to go into different nooks and corners. But eventually, if the responsibility is at the top and the leaders who may end up listening, maybe CIOs or other business leaders listening to this, what would be your advice or message to them? Because it is hurting them. What kind of a shift in their leadership mindset should we bring so that this dark data problem starts getting 
resolved and we don't have to. I mean, yeah, to some extent, there can always be dark data, no matter what you say. But at least we are not turning blind to the obvious profitability uh, potential as well as the risks that it creates. What should be that shift in the leader's mindset? I think uh, a couple of of points here. One is the management needs to start focusing on data, uh, uh, let us say the, uh, the recording and the analysis of the data. Because you see, data is now getting collected from, as, as I mentioned, whether it is products or things or IoT, uh, social media, multiple places, it's all getting collected. Uh, I think the management needs to start making, uh, let us say, changing the mindset to start doing the, number one is to start doing the reviews on, on systems. That is very important. It brings about two or three facts. One, one is that the management uh, then does not believe what people are saying in a way, but they say that I am going to believe this topic only when I see the data and from the systems, not something which has been created by a person manually. So this, once this, once people get used to the fact that uh, data is getting analyzed automatically using machines and systems, and people are going to, and managers are going to use that data without human or manual intervention, I think is the first step to ensure that redundant documents and data is not getting created. Uh, that is number one. Number two uh, is, uh, I think people should now start, uh, you know, the management will uh, start getting used to the fact that uh, data is not getting created manually, once we, uh, let us say, once we automate the, uh, the, the systems, uh, once we automate the processes, once we try to robotize all the manual and mundane tasks. So we already have quite a lot of technologies uh, available nowadays. For example, the robotic process automation systems, etc., that can very easily turn the day-to-day manual drudgery work, manual work into automation. So more and more we start using these systems and start relying on online data and systems. I think slowly the entire mindset of organization will change, not only the management, but even the organization, the people who are doing the day-to-day tasks will change slowly over a period of time. This is a challenging assignment. I fully understand and appreciate. Uh, also, uh, I, I, I know that the organization, of course, is made up of grown-up adults who know the of right and wrong. Like, till where you are disciplined. People will have to be explained what is right, what is wrong. They will have to be coached about the right and wrong behavior. And they will have to be told that what is the pitfalls and the outcomes of wrong behavior. I think that is how slowly this entire uh, uh, mindset of the, or the culture of the company is going to change to become more and more uh, data analysis centric rather than uh, looking at data depending on people creating data on these documents. So I think that is, these are the ways in which slowly over a period of time the dark data is going to go out of the system. On behalf of the show and our listeners, thanks so much, Prasenjit, for sharing your thoughts and insights about how organizations can get the most out of what's sitting in the crevices, which is the dark data we're talking, and handle the related perils. Thanks so much. Thank you very much, and it has been a pleasure for me also to be on this show.
Thanks again, Prasenjit. And I hope, uh, listeners, you got some nuggets out of this. Please like us on Facebook, search for CTN, and be sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. And please uh, download this podcast from over 23 channels that we are on. And please rate us so that more people learn about us and benefit. Thank you again for listening to this segment on CTN. This is Sanjog All, your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments, or questions, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Thank you again for listening.